What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Whew, it almost feels strange listening to last week's episode. I don't tend to listen to my episodes, but just for like sound quality purposes, I will sometimes listen to the first five minutes. It still is strange hearing your voice through a microphone, but we digress. Um, so after listening to last week's episode and hearing how I was how I was so upset and stressed out and anxious about the fencing project and having construction workers walking around my property and distressing my dog, yada, yada, yada. It feels so empowering and enlightening to be sitting here with you a week later in a complete opposite situation. I have done a 180 flip mentally, physically, emotionally. I dare I say like, which side of the coin do you stand on? Are you the type of person who feels like if you say I'm having a good day, do you then worry that you're going to jinx it? Like I'm going to have a good day and then now it's bad luck and now it's jinxed and now you're going to have a shit day. Or are you the type of person who believes in manifestation and the power of speaking the truth into existence? So if you say I'm going to have a good day, then you've just manifested that you're going to have a good day and then you do have a good day. Like which side of the coin do you stand on? I'm 50-50. <laughs> I believe in jinxing. I believe in like bad energy and voodoo and not counting your chickens before they hatch. But I also believe in like positive mindset and positive affirmations and manifestations. So I'm going to go ahead and just say out loud that I am on cloud nine right now for three or maybe four reasons. Firstly, the fencing project is done. It was finished today. It took way longer than expected as most construction housing projects do. Um, it's finished today. So around noon, our worker, Steve, he's like in charge of the project. He was like, I'm all done here. And I nearly cried tears of joy, just letting my dog run free in the backyard without any kind of leash because it's fully fenced in. The fence we had before was fenced on um, only one side of the house. I don't know why. Sometimes I seriously wonder what previous owners did and what why they made the decisions they did. But anyway, I just let my dog run free. It is such a beautiful fall sunny day. That's another reason why I'm on cloud nine, because fall has officially arrived in Minnesota. It is 65 degrees today. It's 45 degrees at night. There's a cool breeze flowing through the house. I've turned the AC off. I'm saving money on your power and electrical bill. I have all the windows open. I'm sitting here in a sweatshirt, sweatpants and socks. Um, what else? Oh, okay. The third reason I'm in a good mood some of you are going to be like, bitch, no way. But I have never been a huge fan of Lizzo's music. Like, it's not that I dislike it or hate it or have like any negative feelings. I'm just neutral. Like her music is not something I'm just going to voluntarily turn on in the middle of the day. It's like, yeah, it's chill. I don't mind listening to it on the radio, but it's not something I have on my iPod or on my iTunes. That all changed like two days ago when I was driving in my car, doing my errands, listening to the radio and Lizzo's song To Be Loved came on. And I didn't even know it was her because like, let's be honest, a lot of artists sound very similar these days. They have similar like auto tune and production companies that like remix the hell out of the song. So I was like, oh my God, I had to fucking Shazam it. Like I literally almost got into a car crash because I had to pull out my phone and Shazam 
to be loved. And then Lizzo came up and I was like, oh damn, like it's a fucking bop. If you haven't heard it, go on YouTube right now, To Be Loved by Lizzo. It came out in July of this year. I don't know how it's been under my radar for that long, but oh, it's all about like self-love and like learning to love yourself first, because if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love anybody else, right? Like as RuPaul always says. So the song is like, I don't need a man. I just need me to love me. I'm gonna marry myself. I'm gonna like myself. And only then am I ready to be loved by another person. So if you just, just, just like, before we jump into the episode, like just mark my words that if you're having a shit day or shit week or shit month, it will flip around. I don't know when, I don't know, I can't tell you the exact time limit, but I promise you, like you will look back on your stressed, depressed and anxious self and be like, who the fuck was that bitch? Here I am listening to fucking Lizzo in my kitchen, dancing in my fully fenced backyard, having having a ball, just like literally living on cloud nine today. Who knows what tomorrow brings, but I can't worry about that. We only just got to enjoy the present. Am I right? So let's jump in to today's episode, which is all about starting a new life chapter, embracing your inner artist, your creative self, and just following your dreams, listening to that inner voice, that angel on your shoulder who says like, hey girl, like, are you happy? Is this what you want to be doing? Are you satisfied with your job? Are you satisfied in this relationship? Are you satisfied in this city? And if you're not, like, Mm, maybe let's move something as move some things around. You know, you have the power to change your life literally every second of the day like every second on the clock that you have in this life you can say like you know what I'm actually not going to be a teacher anymore I'm actually not going to work in hospitality anymore I'm actually like not going to do that and I'm gonna do this thing instead so I've been feeling lately like I've really been wanting to explore a new hobby and learn something new and push myself in just like learning and trying out a new skill and exploring what the world has to offer. I think like it's a shame that I didn't think this way in high school because I would have been a straight A student. I probably would have gotten into Harvard if I had felt this way. I was not a fan of school or education or learning or reading or studying in school when I needed to because you know you're just like a little shit, right? You're just a little shit who doesn't know what they want and what they enjoy. So everything sucks because like you don't know who you are. As an adult, however, I'm the biggest advocate of never stop learning, never stop teaching yourself new tricks and hobbies and recipes and maybe like pick up a new language or learn an instrument or like re- or read a new book. Just like constantly having that brain function and that brain power switched on. I'm all about it. But lately I've been like, I don't dislike podcasting and I don't dislike writing, but I want to be good at something and I want to love doing something that doesn't involve the internet. No screens, no electricity. If all the cell phone towers collapsed to the floor and if like World War III broke out and the internet shut down, like if the internet shuts down, my podcast shuts down, my blog shuts down, Instagram shuts, like everything is gone. And if the only thing you're good at is like internet, social media based activities or jobs like mm, you might fall flat on your face if the internet were to disappear like if you weren't an Instagram influencer what would you do like do you have any talents do you have any skills do you have any degrees and I was like shit I don't think I do like I'm a good writer 
I think I'm a good podcaster. It's at least entertaining for me to do. But if the internet falls, my whole life falls, my whole career, how I make money falls. So I was like, okay, I want to make something with my hands and create something from scratch. And I can close my laptop screen. I can turn off the TV and I don't give a fuck what the internet is doing. This led me to taking multiple trips to Michael's, which is like an arts and crafts store, very similar to Hobby Lobby, just to try something new. I walked down every single aisle. Like, do I like painting? Do I like sewing? Do I like embroidering? Do I like working with ribbon or lace or burlap? Like, what what do I like? Like, what am I feeling? The first thing I picked up was a punch needling kit, which is very similar to embroidery. You're using a needle to punch a fabric and sew yarn or string into making a design. That failed um, literally the day I bought it. I came home, I unpacked the kit, I opened up all the tools, I started punching the fabric and I was like, I'm not only bored, but like, I'm not good at this at all. And you don't have to always be good at things that you enjoy. Like, for example, I love bowling. I love bowling with friends or just like my husband. I think it's like such a wholesome, nostalgic activity. But like, am I good at bowling? No, like I'm not awful, but I'm not great. You know what I mean? So you don't have to always be amazing at hobbies, but it does feel nice to like, find your groove and find your rhythm and feel like, ooh, this like kind of comes naturally to me. I did not feel that way with punch needle at all. And when it comes to like exploring your passions and your activities and hobbies, like you should, you should never have to force a hobby. You should never have to force yourself to read or to cook or to work out or to sew. It's like, you just do it because you want to do it. Not like, oh, I got to force myself to fucking sew because I want to be a creative artistic person. No. So I went back to Michael's the next day, literally the next day. And I returned the punch as much as I could of the punch needling kit. And I picked up acrylic paints. I have dabbled on and off with acrylic painting since like middle school art class. So painting is one of those things where like you don't need fancy tools or there's no fancy technique. You could just like buy a blank canvas, buy some paint and a paintbrush and off you go. You don't have to paint realism or it doesn't have to be good. Like how many times have you walked into a museum and you're like, wait, that's a $3 million painting. Like I could do that. I've done that at the fucking MoMA. Like mm, not impressed. Show me something else, right? Like Art is so subjective that you might think something is crap, but someone else thinks it's like worth $3 million, right? So I got the painting canvas. I started doing my acrylics. And then I was like, "Mm." that same kind of like sinking feeling came over me where I was like, this isn't really what I want to be doing. Like, it's cute in theory, but in practice, I'm like, "Eh," like, like I just felt like that, like, 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 like a scratch that couldn't be itched. And I just wasn't fully satisfied. So I sat with myself for a day and I was like, what the hell is going on? I failed at punch needling. I don't, I'm not interested in acrylic painting. Like I've scoured every aisle of Michael's. Like what is left? Like what the fuck is left? And I realized something. I wasn't interested in these activities because they were my plan B. What was plan A, right? So plan A um, involved, so I was on Instagram scrolling as you do. And I found this chick who lives in Miami who makes these beautiful wreaths. Like, you know, you think of a Christmas wreath. She makes them out of dried and preserved flowers, crystals, stones, gemstones, minerals, 
um yeah I guess I guess that's it um and she I don't know she like just decorates the whole wreath with like fake flowers and plants and leaves and dried herbs and crystals and, and I was like oh my god this is beautiful like this might be the most beautiful craft I've seen in a long time but I discarded that idea because I got into this really negative loophole way of thinking where I told myself, you can't make these wreaths because this chick is making these wreaths. Like, it's already been done. You know what I mean? Like, don't even try because it's already been done. She's already doing it and she's already successful at it. So, like, why bother? Like, you can't do wreaths. So, instead, do punch needling, do acrylic painting, find something else. Go to plan B. And in my heart of hearts, I was like craving plan A. I can't make wreaths because she is. And I don't want to copy her. I don't want to be like riding her coattails or I don't want the internet trolls to come after me and saying, oh, you're just a ripoff of so-and-so and you're trying to do what she can, but you suck at it. And I was like, oh, like, and I just fell into this pit of despair. But then another wave came over me and I was like what the way I'm thinking is so ridiculous because that logic doesn't apply to any other activity or career or skill as artists as creative people we are so scared of copying someone stealing someone's idea being accused of like riding their coattails or being accused of not perjury forgery or like you know what I mean but if you step outside the creative world and say like a doctor a doctor doesn't look at another doctor and says you copied me you stole my idea to become a doctor same thing with a teacher a teacher doesn't look at another teacher and think like "Mm, okay like I did it first and now you're doing it what the fuck like go back to where you came from teacher that literally doesn't exist in any other industry with any other career than than being an artist and being a creator Uh, a teacher looks at another teacher and is like hey teacher you teach here too cool we have something in common cool beans you're also a teacher nice high five a neuroscience like a neuro path looks at another neuropath and is like hey cool you finished medical school um great we're both like very smart people right now high five like why can't artists do that with other artists right maybe maybe it's because like art is easier to copy than medical school or like you can't really copy someone's well maybe you could copy someone's teaching style copying someone's like uh, what? No, what's it called? Syllabus? <laughs> wow, I haven't said the word syllabus in like 15 years. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just like, that's so fucking dumb. Like a construction worker doesn't look at another construction worker like, mm, well, I'm here, so you can't. Like the world always needs more construction workers. The world always needs more neuroscientists. The world always needs more teachers and nurses. And guess what? The world also always needs more artists, more acrylic painters, more punch needlers, more wreath makers. So I was like, boom, okay, just because this chick is making wreaths doesn't mean that I can't. There's space for everybody and art isn't something you can just like keep to yourself in the dark. Like the whole point of art is to share and inspire and motivate and maybe change someone's way of thinking, right? And I know that like, There's a quote that says, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. 
do I always believe it? Like sometimes, yeah, but sometimes it's really fucking annoying when someone does like copy you. Um, I remember I got, so I've been obsessed with the Care Bears since I was born and I got a Care Bear tattoo. And then in college, so I got my Care Bear tattoo in, in high school, maybe the, maybe the first year of college. So I was like 18. A few years later, my roommate also got a Care Bear tattoo. It wasn't the same colors or design. Like it literally wasn't the same, but it was just like still within the Care Bear theme. And I was like, mm, like, okay, like, do you really like the Care Bears or did you just get it because like I got it and you think it's cute? You know what I mean? Like she didn't copy me, but she obviously was inspired by me to get a very similar tattoo. You see what I mean? With artistry, we have this like weird, like possessive behavior. Like this is mine. It's not yours. Don't touch it. Don't look at it. Don't even like think about doing it. Don't even fucking think about it. But that's a really negative, nasty way of thinking. And I want to push that out of my mind. And if you're a creator of any sort, if you're an artist, a designer, a writer, a poet, a content creator, a videographer, a photographer, like get that way of thinking out of your head. Just because someone else has done it doesn't mean you can't. The, the key, I think, is to find your own spin on it, add your own flavor, add your own special sauce. That way it's not literally a replica or an identical copy. Just don't let intimidation scare you. You know, I was looking at this chick's wreaths and I was like, damn, like they're so beautiful. They're so beautiful. Like she must spend so much time and so much money and so much just effort in creating them. And like, can I do that? Do I have that talent within me? And I was talking negatively. I was like, I can't do it. I can't. Yeah, you fucking can. And you know what? Your first wreath might suck the same way your first painting might suck or your first poem might suck but you know what like 10 poems later you could be the fucking shit you know what I mean and just because you might think it's not great somebody on the internet like let's say you posted a reel or a photo someone be like wow like this is great and then you're like oh wait am I am I great you know also I would say um another piece of advice would be to create more content than you consume I listened to this little spiel in a podcast recently the chick was or the guest speaker was a cook like a home chef home baker not professionally trained never went to culinary school she's just like a woman who loves to experiment with food and flavors in the kitchen and the interviewer was like where do you get your ideas because all your shit is like so original so delicious so yummy And she was like, honestly, I don't look at other home cooks or other home chefs or bakers because the more I look at their stuff, the more I'm inclined to do something similar, right? It's almost like the more you look, the the smaller your vision becomes because you're like, wait, I'm seeing everyone use pumpkin or butternut squash or cinnamon because it's the fall. Maybe I should use cinnamon and pumpkin in my recipes. And it's like, wait, says who? Like there are no fucking rules in cooking. There's no fucking rules in painting. There's no fucking rules in wreath making. Like just because some, just because it's trendy to use pumpkin right now doesn't mean like you have to. And like how many pumpkin recipes do we have? Millions. And like, of course you could have a million and one with your addition, but like if you don't want to use pumpkin, don't use fucking pumpkin, you know? So by creating more content than you consume, it's like it's almost like you're saying, I don't need your inspiration because I have enough inspiration in my head. I don't need your ideas because I've got so many ideas in my head. I know it's hard because we are constantly consuming these days on Instagram, on Pinterest, on Tumblr. Like I spend so much time on these apps 
and I love it. Like it, it feels really good scrolling through Pinterest and just seeing like cozy, like hot chocolate and blankets and like fairy lights. Ooh, sparkly. Like I get it. I fucking get it. But when it comes to wreath making in particular, I only follow like this one chick that I've been talking about this whole time. I only follow her. I only follow her. Um, that's how I got the idea, but I'm not like branching out trying to find other wreath makers and wreath designers because I know if I, the more wreaths I see, the more I'm just going to be like naturally inclined to imitate them. And I don't want to imitate. I don't want to copy. I don't want to be a replica. I want to stand out. I want my wreaths to be like original and like, whoa, I haven't seen that before. And it's like, yeah, I know you haven't. Right. Um, so yeah, so I have actually taken the first few steps to design my wreaths. In one afternoon, two days ago, I taught myself how to solder. Solder is the process of fusing metals together. So when you wonder, like, you see these crystals and gemstones, and let's take amethyst, for example. Amethyst is a very popular crystal used in jewelry. You see, like, amethyst necklaces and rings and earrings and um, pendants. And the way you get the amethyst to become a pendant is by soldering. So you wrap the amethyst in copper tape and then you solder metal on top of it, which melted metal. So it's very hot. You got to use gloves and a special like soldering tool that heats up to 800 degrees Fahrenheit. It's a very hot tool. Like it's almost dangerous if you don't have the right safety precautions in place. So you're essentially melting metal onto the copper tape, which is on the amethyst stone. And then you add a ring and then you add, you know, the necklace chain through it and boom, you have an amethyst necklace. So I taught myself how to solder. That doesn't mean I'm good at it. It just means that I've done it at least once at this point. I soldered a orange calcite stone, which is beautiful. It's the most like, or it's the most like bright and happy colored orange rock. Um, It's the rock of creativity and joy and pleasure. I always look up the metaphysical, magical powers of the crystals or the stones that I'm working with because I kind of do believe in that little witchy stuff. So um, orange calcite is the stone of creativity. It invites joy and pleasure into your life. It also connects with your sacral chakra, which is the second to lowest chakra in your system. And that chakra, 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 symbolizes flexibility and flow and change and evolve and adaptation. And I was like, wow, how fucking appropriate. I didn't know that calcite represented like creativity and flexibility and flow. When I picked it up, I just went to the store and picked the prettiest rock that stood out to me. Then I get home and I Google calcite symbolism and it's like, hey, bitch, creativity, flexibility, flow, like literally everything you're doing with your life right now, like being more creative, finding this new kind of flow in your life, moving away from like technology-based or internet-based hobbies and career and like moving into rhythmic. Like how the fuck does a podcaster and an online blogger suddenly shift gears to become a wreath maker? Like what? But that's the beauty of life. Like you can become anyone you want to be and you can do anything you want to do. And let's say your, your career is in like medicine, like you're a doctor, you're a surgeon. And, and then one minute you're like, I want to become a painter. Like, okay, like, okay, that's a 180. Like, how did you get there? But like, I'm so glad you did. And I'm so glad you discovered this like new passion and this new side of yourself. Like run wild, go with the flow, do what feels right and do what you want to do. 
And fuck what people think. I know, easier said than done. But fuck what people think. Fuck people's, like, expectations of you. Be like, wait, I thought you were a doctor. Now you're a painter? You're like, yeah, bitch, I am. Like, I'm not a tiger. I can change my stripes. I'm not a leopard. I can change my spots. I might not make as much money or drive as fancy cars, but I'm doing what feels right in my heart. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you, like, I'm going to become a professional wreath maker. Maybe, maybe. But right now it's more like, mm, like, I really just want to step away from screens turn off the internet, pretend it doesn't exist, sit down at my table and work with my hands, make something, create something from scratch, take a wreath and make it beautiful, take a wreath and elevate it, take a wreath and make it something special that nobody has seen before. And if people want to buy it, great, like awesome. Like now it's kind of on track to becoming a business. When people want to pay you for your shit or for you to do something or create something like that's a business. You have now, boom, listen, you have now just cr- made your hobby, your passion into a paying business, which I think most people want. Most people would consider that like their dream scenario, making money doing something you love. So my wreaths are on the Amazon truck as we speak. I got them on Amazon, like nothing fancy because I'm going to make them fancy. I went to Hobby Lobby today and I picked up four bouquets of dried preserved flowers so they're real but they're just dried and you know already kind of dead are dried flowers dead I don't know but they have the texture and the feel and the color of real flowers and then I also picked up three stems of plastic flowers just to add like little tiny finishing touches but the whole point of these wreaths is that I want them to be as natural and real and authentic as possible authentic flowers authentic crystals authentic stones authentic soldering authentic metal authentic copper and tin oh my god I'm not making jewelry, but soldering is very common in the jewelry. What a hard and annoying word to say. Jewelry. How do you pronounce? Do you you say jewelry? Do you say jewelry? Do you say jewelry? Like, I don't know. It's a fucking annoying word to say. But in jewelry making, soldering is a key element. And something I learned through Reddit. Oh my God. Speaking of Reddit, if you are starting a new chapter, new hobby, new activity, new career, and you feel so lost, so confused, so clueless, step away from Google because I guarantee you, you will not find the answer on Google. Go on Reddit, find the subreddit. So I found r slash soldering, which only had 33,000 people. I mean, that's a lot, but some subreddits have like millions, right? So soldering only had 33,000. And I was like, I'm just going to ask, like, does soldering own is solder is solder only silver my first pendant that i made with the orange calcite has silver metal and i was like i don't really like silver because it looks like tin foil or aluminum foil it looks a little bit cheaper i want like gold metal or bronze metal for a more like antique vintage vibe so i asked on the subreddit like is solder always silver or can i use a different type of solder a different type of melting metal that has a more orange warm tone and some guy commented like hey you're actually looking at brazing not soldering and I was like what's the difference and he was like it's the exact same technique it's still melting metal with the same tools and the same process but solder involves this temperature 
Brazing involves this temperature and they're different. So then I went on Amazon and I was like, brazing rods, brazing metal, brazing chips. And I got exactly what I wanted. And I was not finding the, this answer on Google because I was searching for soldering. I was like, is solder always silver? Different colored solder, solder that isn't silver. And I wasn't getting anywhere. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how come, how, if there's no other colors, how come I see gold jewelry everywhere? Like, there must be something wrong with what I'm typing in. And it's because when you use different metals, there's a different name for it. It's not soldering anymore. It's brazing. Sorry, that may sound really boring to anyone who's not interested in like metals and jewelry, but Reddit literally answered every question that I ever had. I went on Amazon, typed in brazing materials, and I got exactly what I wanted. I found this gorgeous copper wire or metal that I intend to melt, and then the jewelry or then the wreaths can have bronze accents on them instead of silver, which is perfect for fall. So yeah, um, next steps would be my wreaths arrived today. They are on the Amazon truck. I picked up my flowers at Hobby Lobby. Yes, Hobby Lobby does sell real authentic dried flowers. They also sell plastic flowers. Obviously the dried flowers are more expensive. It's maybe like $15 a bouquet, but if you run to Hobby Lobby now, it's 50% off all fall decor which is great. So I would, I would have paid 120. I actually paid one, I mean, not 160, just 60 today. Next steps will be to decorate my wreaths um, one at a time, pick up some more crystals, some more rocks, minerals, practice soldering, practice brazing, just practice the art of melting metal onto a substance. And start photographing them. Like whenever I complete a wreath, I will photograph it, make a reel, make an Instagram post. And who knows? People might love it. People might want to buy it. People might be like, this looks fucking chuggy and lame and like an arts and crafts project that a five-year-old made. Who knows? Right. And that's kind of the beauty of like starting a new life chapter or like picking up a new hobby is that you have no idea where it can go. What could happen? What, what's next? Like, is this my career path? Is this a hobby? Is this something that people want to buy? Is this something that people are going to praise? Is And like, and also, but like, who cares? Like when I told my husband that I was doing this, I was like, babe, like what if like people don't like it? And he's like, what people? And I'm like, you know, like the internet. And he's like, then fuck. Like who gets like, why are you sharing your life on the internet? My husband, oh my God, I love him. He's like, so anti-social media and so anti like sharing every little detail of your life on the internet. Um, I'm clearly the opposite having this podcast, but he's like, babe, like fuck the internet. Fuck what people think. Like if you want to make a fucking wreath, do it. And if no one wants to buy it, like who cares? We'll just have it in our house and it's a beautiful piece of decoration. Like I was like, babe, like what do they think? He's like, what people? What fucking people? I support you. Your real life friends are going to support you. The internet is bullshit. It's fake. It's strangers. It's nobody's. Like, who the fuck cares? And also, my, I'm going to leave you with my biggest lesson that I've learned in turning this page. It's never too late to start. It's never too late to learn a new skill, a new hobby, just because, I mean... We're all still young. Like, I'm assuming that my listeners are my age, 30, late 20s, early 30s. But let's say that you are 60, 70, 80. You know that Vera Wang didn't design her first dress until she was 40? I mean, 40 is still young, but like, still. 
She's the maybe the most famous, successful wedding dress designer to, in current times. And she wasn't, she didn't even start until her 40s. Like, you know what I mean? So just because someone else is doing something doesn't mean there's not space for you. Yes, a certain industry might be saturated, might be highly competitive, but don't let competition scare you. Don't let intimidation scare you. Create more content than than you consume and it's never too late. It's never too late. Don't let your age stop you. Don't let your mindset stop you. Don't let the fact that you're like, oh, I'm already on this career path. That doesn't mean I can't do this. Like, no, change your path whenever. Change your path. Your your path is not a straight line. And if it is, like, that's something that consumerism and capitalism has instilled in you. But the reality of the situation is you can change your career any fucking time. It's not too late to start. If you have this burning desire in you to paint, to sew, to sing, to dance, to make a cake with your bare hands, to build a house with your bare hands, to do open heart surgery with your bare hands, like try. And no, not just try, like do, like take the steps to buy the materials and go on Reddit and ask all the questions you need to. People will help you out. If you are nice and friendly and say, hey guys, I'm clearly a beginner, I'm clueless, like any advice would be helpful, people will help you. And that's it, that's all I got for you today. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.